0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another GrayscaleGorilla.com podcast. As usual, we've got Nick Campbell. Hi, everybody. We've got Chris Schmidt. Hey there. And we are ready to jump into all the crazy things that have happened over the past week, Uh, maybe even longer. I think Two weeks, I think. Two weeks. We we were a little bit out of commission working on our new site, which is going to be live very soon, so don't worry about that. but there's so much going on. I feel like we could at least we could spend two and a half hours on this podcast, but we're going to try to condense it all down into one hour.
1: Yeah, uh, heavy heavy hits, man. We, there's a lot of announcements. We got new hardware. We got new software. We got uh, yeah, the new GSG site. We're s- still hustling on here. Um, it's big, man. What uh, what do we tackle first? What do you think everyone out there is, is saying <sighs> talking about know. Microsoft?
0: Let's go Talk. chronological. Oh, this is good. So the first thing that happened was the Mac. Was it the Mac was first, right? No, no, it was the Surface. uh, Surface Studio. You're right. Okay, so Surface Studio was announced first. Yep. Along with their slew of of, um, things that they talked about. Of weird
2: 3D applications.
0: Right. So here's the takeaway that I wanted to get you guys' reaction on this. Um, Microsoft came out of the box saying this is a creative update like we're 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 gonna be the the creative company now which is you know kind of a a bit different from where they were before so everything that they were doing was like trying to point towards that like north star of creativity putting 3d in your word docs and like having this like 3d store thingy that you can like go get assets and like take pictures of your whatever sandcastle and bring it into Printing and all all this crazy stuff. That's how they started it. What do you What do you guys think about Microsoft? Kind of why do you think they did that?
1: It could be. I mean, it could be seeing what Apple's doing and and trying to step into those shoes a little bit. I mean, I think the the big the big talk over the last few years is how Apple's uh, moving away from that pro creative market, um, which they kind of that was always their like best supporters and um once it's you know it seems like now that iphone and ipad and all that stuff kind of takes away from that that message so maybe maybe they're literally just saying like apple's dropping the ball on this let's step in and see what happens let's pick it up i I, but well
2: i mean if we're only talking the software that they're talking about updating right now um i i don't know i i think that they're just being goofy i think that It's like oh, 3D is popular, and we're playing with these VR goggles and whatnot. So, what are some apps we can force 3D into so you can make a send a gift card in an email, and it's going to rotate the image around? Like, I feel like almost uh, 95 percent of it was novelty. So you You think it's just
0: you think it's like that whole thing is just
2: gimmick. I don't think it's gimmick, but it's the same way I feel about VR, where it's like, it's just, it's not quite happening, and everybody's like, oh, what, like, we can do 3D, and we have this, you know, maybe this 3D engine, this new code that does 3D, and we can implement it everywhere. Where can we put it? But at the end of the day, how often are you going to do those things? Like, how often are you going to, in your PowerPoint presentation, going to put a rotating 3D smiley in there? It's just like, okay, it's neat, it's cool, it's a a good option, but, like, I don't feel like they've really unlocked any creative tools that I can use, so I don't think they're no. approaching the pro market at all. I feel like this is your grandma putting 3D clouds in her photo. <laughs> that's right now, that's first a good step. point. That's
0: a that's a really good point. The idea behind the update is really about trying to uh, inject creativity or implied creativity, I guess, in in programs in which are not known for being creative, right? So like nobody's using uh, I'll probably be corrected, but MS Paint, not very many people are using that beyond the the businessy people of the world. But that being said, okay, so yes, it is a bit hokey and weird that I can now bring in a 3D rotating sandcastle into my WordPress dot or my Word um <laughs> WordPress little Freudian <laughs> you've been, slip
2: you've there. Been in <laughs> I've been in long. it way too much,
0: dude. <laughs> um so yeah, but here's the thing, here's my opinion on this is that I'm applauding. I'm not applauding their integration of crappy 3D into Word documents and and uh, PowerPoint presentations. I am applauding the effort. I am applauding the direction that right. they're attempting to steer the massive sure. ship. I think it's cool that they're actually thinking about the world in a more um, uh, forward kind of way. I mean, you have to remember this is the company that owns the Xbox and that whole platform. So they do understand the gamification of the world and how 3D can – how people are just being completely um, onboarded in, in 3D in terms of the idea of wor- working in interdimensional rotations and things like that. Like people are – kids and stuff are coming up, learning that stuff. They know it. So it's only smart to kind of build tools that uh, that work that way.
1: Right. Y- and that's, that's where I think Apple not keeping that in mind is really – pulling people away from that whole platform like for every creative person that wants a mac pro is an entire family full of iphones and facetiming and photo sharing and like all the stuff that apple actually cares about Mm -hmm. and for every person that falls away from that platform it's not just a piece of hardware it's it's potentially the entire family because no, right. it's driven through like the the usually the person that has all the technology in the first place, and you know what? No. We're now we're now a Google household because of these reasons, or we're now a Apple household because of these reasons, hmm. and 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 that's why this the the whole thing is incredibly frustrating. I think if we take away the software just for a second and and think about our you know what we actually use day to day and a lot of the gimmicky stuff, which. Which Apple has tons of gimmicky stuff too, like that nobody uses on their on their like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, keynote presentations. But if we just focus on like, okay, the work that we sit and get things done. We're on we're online, obviously. We we are doing the company stuff, but we're also doing Cinema 4D. We're doing Adobe apps. A lot of this stuff works on both sides, and it's making it easier and easier for people to jump between it. And really, the difference is the is the ecosystem. Right, so you're losing your Apple ecosystem, and you're losing all of and the operating system, which I know a lot of people have opinions about. And if we think about those two things, how is how are all these announcements affecting that directly? If we well, that's a good
0: that's a good segue. Let's let's segue now from them announcing, you know, creativity as their direction, and talk about the hardware, which was The the hardware. The biggest announcement of the Microsoft um, show was really the Surface Studio, which essentially is a giant 28-inch screen awesome monitor that you can tilt down and draw on and write on and move and all this crazy stuff. It's like and a it,
2: high-end Cintiq Wacom Cintiq, but it's, it's also a computer.
0: Right, yeah. And it's it's also under $4000. It's decent hardware, not the latest processors, but pretty pretty close. Um, and it's uh, it looks pretty sweet. For everybody I, that I've well, set, for,
2: talked to, likes it, dude. Uh, well, first of all, I was utterly blown away by that. You do not expect that kind of thing from Microsoft. And I don't know how good it is, but there is that commercial where they use that song from Willy Wonka. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the uh, Pure, Pure Imagination, imagination song. Yeah. I have watched that commercial like five times. <laughs> Just because the commercial is beautiful. Well, like, did they show I, the commercial during the presentation? I don't even know. It's the first thing I saw because I didn't pay attention to the, these as a, everything as it's getting announced. And who expects oh, to okay. pay attention during a Microsoft event? Not me. Well, yeah, it's um, not on my calendar. And then suddenly, yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> oh, this stuff Shad. starts popping up. And that commercial, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just the most beautiful commercial. I love, I love the shots and the music and the way everything is timed together. And there's that moment when they pick up the dial. And then right. the camera cuts away. And it's like, wait, why did they pick that up? And then it, it flies around the top of the yep. computer, and they place it on the screen, and, and like, it starts interacting future! with it. And it's like, Whoa! Well, uh, here's the – so I, I,
0: I don't want to get off this yet because I want to hear what Nick thinks about the, the studio, but – You mentioned the commercial. So, yes, absolutely that commercial is a really powerful commercial. And here's another thing that – another reason why I think that these two companies, Microsoft and Apple, have completely almost flip-flopped is because Apple used to be known for these commercials that were really compelling and really interesting and always kept you, like, you know, wanting, you know, that that thirst for for that product. And I feel like they – were they released a commercial during their event that was so bad that I was just like, "This is just masturbation." Like it's just Johnny Ives like talking about crap, and it it just became kind of apparent to me that one company was really interested in how I was going to use a product, and the other one was just interested in bragging about you know some form factor BS. But anyway, well, yeah, Nick, I
2: just just to to wrap up on that note, sure. That's why I've been telling people is. Microsoft came out with the most beautiful Apple commercial I can remember. And then Apple is now reminding me of like HP.
0: (laughs) That's totally true, dude. That's totally true. With the slow camera moves around everything, and like
2: it's just th- yeah, those, it's just like oh look, look gone. at this little look at this novelty we have, and we're gonna like talk about all of our stuff. And and I don't believe them. I don't believe Apple anymore. When they're like oh no. like when they you know and they've been doing it for years, where it's like oh Safari, the greatest browser in the world. And it's like everybody laughs mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like like I just opened up Safari and there's features. And it's like wait, how do I do this? Why is this so clunky? I know. Like, but anyway, uh, let's get Nick's opinion. Nick, what do you think of the Surface Studio?
1: Oh man. I don't know. I, 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 I'm scared. I'm a little scared Well,
0: Don't be scared of it. Just like form factor. Do you like the way it looks? Do you think it's an interesting way to work?
1: I You know, for me, the like giant screen was never compelling to me. Uh, I, I never was a drawer, though. Like I, I use a Wacom for everything I do, but that's just a mouse replacement. So a giant screen to me seems a little cumbersome just as a form factor, um, unless you literally just draw all day. Um, well, how big is your screen right now? It's a 27-inch iMac. It's the same.
0: It's only a 28-inch, I think.
1: Yeah, but you but you manipulate it by touching it. I don't do that. Like, my hands are not touching my screen or right. drawing on it. Well, I mean, it, right? here's, the, here's the counterpoint to that. You don't have to touch it.
2: Yeah. My, this Razer laptop I have, it has touchscreen features. It's activated, if and you're I've not never used it. Because, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely
0: right. Some people may not ever want to touch their computer that way, Um but like uh, or anyway, I don't know, uh, but if you uh, if it's there, I mean, here's the thing take away the touch it's still a pretty dope machine it's basically um, a really super nice display it's a, it's an iMac for PC it's a PC iMac basically with better specs so that is is kind of interesting right
1: yeah I so I tend i'll just I'll be straight up like I haven't seen that commercial um, I oh my didn't God. watch the I didn't watch the announcement. I I don't really know a lot about it. I saw the dial thing. Um, that's just not how I. And maybe maybe this is why. Maybe <laughs> Chad. Maybe you should. <laughs> maybe there's a good reason you're doing the intros. Maybe I shouldn't be on a podcast talking about <laughs> hardware and software. But I'm kind of. I want to. I want to hear what you guys think because that's how I learn best. I I learn best by smart people that are interested in this. That that get through. That can watch and are interested to sit through and and watch the commercials to then tell me what they think. Mm-hmm. So that's. I, I actually have less of an opinion on this than I do just really interested in what you guys think. For me, it's it all just is a little bit of the starting of writing on the wall of the of people leaving Mac. So I'll, I'll share this. This might be interesting to, to users, and I'll get real numbers soon. Already, we're seeing on Grayscale Gorilla more people visit on Windows oh, than yeah. in the past, right? So we're already getting more uh, users that are coming through using Windows than ever before. Um, same with phones. Like, it, you know, it, it, shows it shows what phone they're viewing stuff on. We don't get a lot of people on phones on our website, but those numbers are also changing. So for me, the, the conversation is not necessarily this, this specific piece of hardware or software, it's this general flow of like, what's gonna happen to this community that really came up in, in Mac and Cinema 4D world and how to, What's going to happen are they with that transition? Do? Because Mac, maybe we talked about this last week, but Cinema 4D was always the th- like if you were into 3D and you were into Max, uh, Macintosh, you you couldn't use 3ds Max, you couldn't use Maya, you couldn't use these other programs. So Cinema actually popped up for me as something that was right. awesome and that ran on a Mac and didn't look like a spaceship when I opened it. It <laughs> looked fun. And all the other things I talk about. So for me, it's it's a it's a much bigger. Um, I, I'm interested in the, how these little things, and you know, however they transition into this pro market or mm-hmm. consumer prosumer market or whatever they they're this creative market. My interest is is going forward how this transition works. For, I think you're,
0: uh, for uh, you're me pod, and everybody, we're getting a little bit of feed, feedback from your mic. Yeah, or we're getting
2: some zaps from Eunuch. Zappy, yeah. You want to
0: You want to look at your. Um, Look at your mic there while we uh, tackle this
2: huge issue. Yeah, Um, we will continue. I mean, we can start transitioning to the Mac stuff. And and Nick, I put the link to that Microsoft commercial in the notes. So you got to watch that because it's. Man, the okay, visuals, I will. Oh man, when, when the camera pans to the side and the, with one finger they just push the screen over. It's like that. That is presentation wise. You can't. You can't top that. No, it was good. Is, is my
1: audio back to normal?
2: Uh, it, was, can, it was, we'll was sporadic.
0: See, yeah, it was. It was kind of coming and out. Yeah, the thing for me. So the Surface Studio looks killer, and I want one just because it looks amazing, and I want to play with that dial and stuff. Um, but I think that what you're going to see is like. Somebody was asking me before. It's like, well, how, you know, what about a Cintiq? Like, what is the, you know, why would I not? Why would I buy this over a Cintiq? And the Cintiq is different. The Cintiq is, it's a professional illustrator's thing, and it's and it's something that you plug into a system. It's not a system onto itself. So it, this the the Surface Studio is for somebody that may be looking to get into drawing more on their screen or doing textures or sculpting or something like that. But it's not necessarily if you're a professional artist using a Cintiq. I don't know if this is necessarily a good move for you because it's not going to have the level of sensitivity that you're used to on a Cintiq. It's not. It's just a
2: different experience. But How isn't I- like isn't this this is this whole mach- This is a whole computer, and it's cheaper than the high-end Cintiques. That is correct. Yes. So that that's impressive. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to buy one if I was in the market for a new computer. Like I might. I might look at it. The mm-hmm. hardware isn't like you said. It's not amazing. It's not top of the line. But yeah, I, looked, I don't know. I mean, I it, it. it's neat. I, like, like, I'm curious what everything's going to look like in a year or two. Like, is Cintiq going to have to respond to this? I don't know. I I, I don't know what they'll
0: do. Pro- My guess is they might, like, team up with somebody. Maybe, the, maybe they'll team up with uh, Microsoft on the next one and come up with a Cintiq edition or something. That would be interesting to see them do that. Um, I I personally think that if I had money right now and I needed a computer, I'm not sure I would. I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to go 1.0 because exactly. I'm it's always just it's it just like to me from every like I'm I'm kind of a nerd in this way. So I'm I'm following people on YouTube that are like literally taking their cameras to Microsoft stores and doing reviews in the store. Like, because nobody can get one yet, so there's people out there like <laughs> literally going in with their cameras and say, showing them like using it. And everything that I've seen, the dial looks so cool. But there's one thing that they didn't really address that you can see it in some of the videos. That dial's not magnetic. I think it just has some sort of like um, sticky, friction-y. frictiony texture to it, right? So yeah. if you rotate, you can see in a few videos they'll, ha- they'll somebody will set it down, and it'll just sort of like start to. Glide down the screen with there <laughs> if you're not holding it, and it'll just start to like slide, a, slide away. So, these are Super all th- it's all these like these SAT small, annoying things that are going to keep me from wanting to get that until they work out the little kinks like that. And but figure do you it out. think
1: though, like I, I've always thought the touchable screen
0: your mic's it, still it, it, doing it, your mic is oh, still bummer. popping.
1: Well, it, I, I'm guessing it's not it's recording it that way on this side because I'm hearing myself, okay. hopefully. So let's uh, let's, let's ignore it still all right, we'll hear ignore me? it we'll ignore it. Um, the, the actual form factor and that whole thing, it, it, it all just comes back to me like' about the whole operating system. Like are people going to do it? Because to me, this is like the iPad, or this is like not a thing. You, do you, I guess, do you see Cinema 40 users like leaning over their screen and touching it with a, with a pen? You know what no. I mean? Like how does that affect? Uh, our industry.
0: I think it does. I think it, here's how I, I didn't, so I bet, you know, when the, when the Cintiqs or not, sorry, not Cintiqs, when the, when the Wacom's came out, I bet a lot of people thought, well, why would I want to use a pen? I already have a mouse. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like a, a different way of, of interacting with your computer that you're probably not, you don't really know the usefulness until you've lived with it for a while. And I have a touchscreen laptop. Chris has a touchscreen laptop and the one thing that I do like about a touch screen is the ability to quickly zoom or fly through a website or immediately like pinpoint something that I'm interested in. Um, I've never actually used it for anything 3D because it doesn't have a pen. Like I can't use like a pen, but mm-hmm. I can see myself like if I had one of the studios like getting into um, texture painting. And like literally, like bringing the screen down and like painting a texture, or maybe a sculpt where I'm sculpting a 3D model or something. So I think that it is an interesting thing to think about. I don't think it's I um, I don't think it's a make or break feature. But the the OS. Getting back to what you're saying about the OS, yes, we are having this like migration is happening due well, let's to. Talk, let's
2: talk about the Apple stuff so we can right, yeah, kind of idea. properly. Uh, all right, so let's
0: do that. Compare. So MacBook Pro, what do you guys what are your thoughts on the touch bar? Does it change your life? <laughs> <laughs> no. At a
2: glance, it annoys me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And I don't even own a Mac. There, okay. Yeah. Well, this I, is actually interesting. It's kind of good because Nick Nick hasn't transitioned out yet. Like Chad and I are both on PCs now. I don't know if you were ever on a Mac, Chad. Uh
0: no I was long long okay long time so you've been ago. PC
2: for a while I am yeah. newly PC within the last six months and now Nick is the holdout I'm always so we've the, got this weird I'm transition always the old grumpy guy but like hey, I, I, first thing of at all, a time I mean it's been a while since like I've been super excited for Mac events I used to watch everything I'd watch like the iOS updates I'd watch all the OS updates I would watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hardware for iPhones and iPads and the hardware for computers and I just don't really care that much anymore. Like because there hasn't been anything cool and new in a while. I think it, like it
1: could be um, like the 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 industry itself. Well, r- remember this, right? Computers used to be like an aisle in the bookstore, and computers used to be like, oh, you're into computers, oh, you're into other things, and now literally computers surround almost everything everyone does for a living, right? So. We've lived through this transition of like computers being this specific kind of nerdy thing to now, like l- almost literally everybody interacts with a computer for their job every day um, yeah. so, so the
0: computer industry has kind of replaced the auto industry in terms of like how many people are paying attention to it
1: yeah, and but what that also does is it stabilizes it in a way that is the the growth period of computers and the internet is still happening, but it's uh, to me it's at a point where it's less about what these machines are capable of and more about the what... I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I've never been a computer geek where I follow the chips and the RAM and the hard drives and I only learned how to build my own machines because I wanted to play Unreal Tournament faster, right? And it wasn't ever for the love of the technology. So for me, computers are amazing for what I could do with them and never about the technology of it. I've never enjoyed it. And the, and part of the reason I got into Macintosh was I was able to do things with a Mac early on, 2000, 2001, that you couldn't do at the time with a standard PC. So things like Final Cut made, you know, editing DV footage and firewire cables made it possible to to start working on these things on a Mac, where you literally mm-hmm. couldn't on a standard PC. Same thing with Pro Tools. I was into Pro Tools. I got into audio hardware. You know, um, running uh, audio plugins live. None yeah, of that yeah. could happen without the Mac. Um, so I came at it from what is possible with this machine, not and uh, not necessarily the actual hardware. So now looking back at it. I feel like I'm I'm in the opposite situation where f- things are actually uh, more capable to do on a on a on a PC than a Mac at this point. Especially if we're talking about all these new renders and Octane and all this stuff. But now I'm so entrenched in the workflow, in the operating system, in the in the you know the the fact that everything syncs between my phone and my iPad and my computer here and my computer at home. Like all the all the yeah. secondary things is what's keeping me tied to this platform where I would literally be able to work and render faster in a new, on, on like PC hardware right now. So I, I, I think I'm think i a little he, unsure of what, what to do or what other people should even think about doing.
0: Well, I think it's, here's the thing, like Apple has and I'm going to get on my Apple soapbox for a minute but Apple has given up on everybody Oh, you know, on, on, utterly And they, they just are so Well, not
2: everybody, just people in our group
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's just let's just clarify that. I don't mean everybody. I mean they still they're selling they, they're in the business of selling phones and um, and high priced laptops to people that don't know any better. And whoa. It, whoa. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, um, that's a, I but
2: think that's a fair, that's it's a fair, now.
0: it's a fair statement. So they, <laughs> yeah, let me see be. your and
1: retina screen guys. Let me, let, let, let me just, see let me just tell
0: you this. Like right now, the, um, uh, the, th- what happened was, and I don't have anything to back this up. It's just my stupid opinion. I might be completely wrong, but I think when jobs passed away, uh, so did the common sense of Apple and, Now we have a bunch of people running the show that are putting form before function. They're not listening to their customers. They're treating their customers poorly. Um, They, they are continuously, you know, thumbing their nose. Is that a term? I think it's a term. Thumbing their nose at consumers um, and just doing whatever they, and doing whatever they want and and professional users. And, and so, I don't know about you, but I don't want to support a company like that. I don't, want to be a, I don't want to have to sit there and like wonder and start a petition to whether or not they're going to upgrade a system that I'd make a living on. I'm just going to find a new system to make a living on.
2: 100, 100%. Have you guys seen the video? It's, it's a video from years ago uh, where Steve Jobs is talking about what happens when a company is taken over by the marketing people. <laughs> and like it, it, it's 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 i it's, it's a super like ironic video because you watch this video and it's like 20 years ago and it, it sounds like Steve Jobs is scolding current day Apple. I bet and you it, there's it, no edit no cut it's like 5 minutes and I'll I'll put a link in there. 5 minutes of Steve Jobs scolding Apple as they are right that's now. That's amazing. That is um, I
0: want I want to see that because when I here's the thing man I bought the uh I bought the the uh, Apple TV, the new one. We got that, mm-hmm. the new Apple TV. I picked up the remote and I, th- I said to myself, "This is post Jobs. This has to be post Jobs because this is the worst design I have ever seen in a piece of hardware designed by Apple ever." And you, and the same goes for the iPhone Seven. I look at it and I'm like, "This is a, a, somebody fell asleep. This is just not an interesting phone." they they're taking away things they're not they're just taking doing everything. taking away things they're, they're, it's that's the ter- biggest thing it's terrible and and then when the macbook pro announcement came out and i saw that stupid touch bar i'm like really guys like that's what you come up with it's like come on like i i think a lot of people would sacrifice thickness of your of your laptop for more for some usb ports hello yep. right I mean, I, I I know everybody here, every professional user would rather have a half inch of thickness and USB three ports down the line
2: than to have to carry around a bunch of dongles. A lot of very expensive dongles. The oh, we've moved so far, it's so frustrating. I've, I'm remembering things that were frustrating me when all the Apple stuff was being announced. First of all, and, and Nick, you were kind of talking about you. You feel like you're seeing the beginnings of a migration, I feel, I feel kind of the opposite. I feel like, you know, you get that, like, bell graph. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're right at the top of that. Like, it, the transition's been ramping up, and this was the moment when we're crossing that line because my entire Twitter feed, through the entire Apple event and for the rest of the day, like, oh, my Twitter feed is almost entirely motion graphics people, like, in Chicago and around the world. I did not see a single positive tweet. <laughs> It was all people being frustrated and venting and yelling and like we've been ignored. Like the pro, I mean, we're talking about MacBook Pros, not Mac Pros, because they don't make those anymore. Yeah, that's like when a the thing. Ma- when the old one came out, they were like, "Oh, we know we're way behind, and we know this is expensive, and we know it's no better hardware than what we came out with like four or six years prior." But don't worry, we haven't forgotten about you. And now, how many years have gone since that happened? Since the trash can came out? Oh
1: yeah, four, four like, years like, maybe.
2: We are Mm -hmm. we. – it's been utterly forgotten. Like, and it it frustrates me, and I I don't know this factually, but it's just my vibe, that for a long time, like, Apple wasn't overly known. Like, people – a lot lot of people didn't have Apple hardware or the Apple software, and it was the professional creative market that was like, no, we are sticking with Apple, and we stayed with them through the dark years. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, look, we've got all these shiny iPhones we can sell to more people. Instead of having, like, a separate division that's going to be like, okay, let's just keep all the laptops running the best we can and all the Mac Pros working the best we can. They're like, nope, let's just not even worry about that anymore. Forget it. Like, we'll, we'll keep pretending like, like what is it, like Final Cut and Safari and all these things that oh people aren't when using they should, anymore. When they showed the Final Cut. now they're insulting cut. us. You can't say these things. We know they're not factually true. Well, they're it's not so talking to us
1: anymore. They're yeah. not Did, you
2: this Did you watch the show? When the person came... This is, this is what killed,
0: killed me. I tweeted about this while it was happening. So they brought out in the Mac event a professional editor using Final Cut. Do you guys know any professional editors that use Final Cut?
1: I don't. Yeah, they moved away. Most I don't. Of them.
0: They're, they're, I mean, all they're-, on Fi- they're all on Premiere or all they're, on, they're still on Avid. The other thing that made me mad is they brought out an artist who complained about not knowing what a transfer mode was, like a blending mode in Photoshop. And that really said to me, wow, like Microsoft is over here pushing the boundaries of like VR and, and having a, an office person... Like taking a 3D scan of a sandcastle, and on the Apple stage, we got somebody who's confused about blending modes. Yeah, it's I- like it's like what? Like you used to not talk down to people, Apple. You used to like push and like make people more creative and want to do more, produce more, create more. And now it's almost like you're making excuses for uh, you know you're almost like talking down to us. And I think the audience we're too smart for that now.
1: Yeah, I I I'm just confused. I I I'm I'm bummed. I'm uh I'm, I I kind of want I kind of have my head in the sand a little bit about a lot of it. I'm just kind of hoping it all figures it itself out, but I I just know something's something's going to happen. Some something with a blue LED uh is going to be on my next machine and I'm really sad about it. <laughs> I I uh yeah, for I mean literally my first Mac was two thousand, so you know. Yeah. It's a I long mean, it, time.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a, still is an amazing OS. Like it really is yeah, a, a I killer wish I could OS. Use the OS. And that's the thing I think a lot of people um, when they transfer like if you're going from Mac to PC, like I was watching some guy's uh vlog about like how he's making the transition. And it was funny to me because he was like I'm, he, he had this mentality that I just am not used to because I use my PC to basically drive programs that I've bought. Okay, so like Cinema 4D, Photoshop, all that sort of thing. I don't use my PC for its apps. You know what I mean? Like I don't use the Windows App Store to get the Twitter app or the Facebook app or this app. I literally use it to drive the programs that I've bought. And obviously Chrome. Um and I think that's a really weird thing for Mac people to get their wrap their heads around because right. you're you're literally just using the OS as a launcher. Like you just have to get that in your head. Like I'm using Windows ten as a launcher. That's all I'm gonna use it for. And if you have that mentality going into it, you'll be a lot happier about it because you're not going to expect the OS to do some crazy thing that the Mac OS did.
1: Yeah, but I'm looking at, you know, things like ScreenFlow, which I'm using right now to record, that I have literally, like, spent 10 years learning to to make, like, great tutorials and, and all that stuff. But even, actually, now that I think of it, a lot of our new stuff is all Premiere now, right? So we're we're moving to... I mean, I'm just going to take this like a selfish thing for a second. This is a little insight. Are we, are insight. we about to convert? Nick to PC? Is this Nick slowly transitioning?
0: Yeah, is, yeah. this, is this it? Are we about to listen We're, to this it's live?
1: Let's go, let's let's do it. I mean, I don't know if this is interesting, but it is to me. Okay, so then you got rescue time. That's fine. Then you got one password. That's over there. You got Transmit, which I rarely use anymore. You got RDM, which allows me to switch my screen. Uh, resolution easily. I'll tell you what, as I'm going through this, the biggest thing I want um on a, on a MacBook or on a laptop and, or a, or a screen in front of me is retina. I'm so hooked, I can't even look at an old monitor. Like, so
0: re- so re- you have to get Retina is a marketing term. I get That's it. It's high it
1: density, but high density uh like display in a, in a in a uh, good form factor um Simple. would be would be huge for me. Uh um, So I don't see a
2: visual difference between my Razor and my
0: Mac because your Retina. Razor is probably UHD, and that's all all Retina is is high uh, HDPI, high DPI display. Well, so well, there's probably wait. an
2: exact resolution. What is it? Do Mac uh, do PCs have Wi-Fi yet?
1: Probably. Are they on Wi-Fi? <laughs> what are you What are you, are you talking had, you about? Still have to do the Ethernet for those? <laughs> are you serious right now? Oh, they've caught up. Okay, that's good. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking through my stuff here, and I'm, I'm maybe I'm talking myself into it. Uh, uh, there's always that Mac crazy. specific stuff. There's, you know, getting messages is really nice to like type messages on my computer back. Okay. For so text that messages, you have to, cool.
0: it, Microsoft, windows 10 is a launcher. So if you want to do messaging, you're going to have to like get them, get an app for it. Like I use hangouts and I use, you know, Chrome, uh, whatever, if I'm in Facebook or whatever, but there's no, like, I don't, I don't recommend using any of those types of apps in windows 10. um, it, it's not just think of it again as a hub, a launcher to launch your programs and you'll be happier because if you start to go down that rabbit hole of trying to find mm-hmm. Microsoft apps that do what you want to do, you'll just be like, man, screw this. Okay.
1: I, uh, you know, but I,
0: HD, but getting back to your monitor thing. Yes, there are, um, I'm looking at an HP dream color right now. That's UHD. it's 27 inch and it's gorgeous. It's like I, it's, Got more color fidelity than the iMac Retina. It's not 5K, but um, it's uh, it's got more. It's got better color accuracy. So, put your money into a good monitor, and and you'll be you'll be fine.
1: This is heartbreaking. I mean, I'm I'm sad. I'm sad, guys. It, it is sad,
2: man. It's sad. Yeah, that, oh, I'm that they, super sad. I would love to just be buying a new a new Apple Mac. Or, like, a new tower. Jeez, do you know how happy I'd be to buy a new Apple Tower?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, I still have one of the fastest Macs made out there with the 12-core, and it's from 2010. 2000, maybe 11. 2010 is six years old. Still, like, one of the fastest machines they've ever and you put were,
0: out. You were, didn't you tweet out yesterday some, uh, was it a, a petition or some online petition to um,
1: I think it's just, try uh, to
0: convince Tim I think it was Cook a Marco... Into-
1: like marco Arment, um kind of like sad letter about about exactly what we're talking about and basically his his take is a little bit what i uh mentioned earlier which i guess uh is almost language directly from this article which is it's not just the prosumer market you're you're pulling out you're you're pulling out you're removing all of like the, the tech moms and dads who do this stuff for a living that also have integrated their entire family into your stuff. And that was mm-hmm. really the the best part about it is the fact that you could do professional work, high-level work on these machines, but but it's also consumer-friendly enough so that you can just share contacts and documents and, and, and text messages and FaceTime and all the other great things that the, the platform brings to you. Uh, and it's kind of a it's kind of a little article to remind that that is why like it's not just the professional that you're losing you're losing entire families that have been built around the technology because you guys made it easy for us so please what's, don't what's take funny, me away from you I I
0: totally know why they wrote that and here's why I think people need to stop writing those things because they don't care and like that's the thing that is the hardest thing for a mac person to un to like come to that come to terms with the fact that they don't care anymore like that is a really hard thing for mac people that have been on that system for 10 years to to wrap their head around and and here's the they they just if you, as soon as you just realize you just like I'm not going to invest any more of my energy into hoping, praying, wishing that they update that system because they're not going to do it. I am just going to dedicate that energy to learning something. I'm just going to move on. And that's what I think everybody, it's like that bad breakup. You know, you, you just, you got to move on. And so many people are you know, trying to get that petition in front of Tim Cook or trying to get somebody to respond and just answer us. Just tell us if it's there or not. And it's like this abusive relationship between – it is. It's an abusive <laughs> relationship where they're manipulating you. They basically are teasing you. Or, you know, are we going to release something? Are we not? We're not going to tell you. We're not going to show you. Um, and it it. I'm on the sidelines going – I'm like the best friend who's like, she's no good for you, man. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like just move on already, and it's just sad when I see these emails and stuff go around. I'm just like, oh my god, guys, come on, man. Just maybe like you,
1: maybe you could buy me a beer later, and I could cry it out. <laughs> That's all you need to do, man. Just cry it I out. Think I just I need a good apple cry, and then just I have think a good apple like cry, on.
0: and then like everybody that makes the switch to Windows, the first week sucks, and yeah, you're, gonna, you're gonna you're yeah, gonna hate it, it, and then after that, you'll be fine.
1: Okay, so okay, we, so we went through my crisis. T- what is that first week? Is it just getting used to the awful operating system? It's not even awful. It's just different. It's, just it's different very enough. different.
0: It used to be awful, though. I will say that. So you're better. you're lucky. You're making the switch on Windows 10 and not like Windows XP or God forbid Windows. So I I mean 8. I'm assuming
1: I'm not the only one. I'm assuming there's a few listeners out there that are maybe got into all this stuff and have their Macs and are sad about all this stuff. What, I think what everyone ha- on
2: my Twitter feed. Yeah. What, okay. There
1: you go. Like, what can what can people expect from two from from two guys? That, uh, uh, Chad, you've been on Windows a, a long time, and Chris, you've recently got your It was like last year you got your first one. Yeah. And so, like, what what? And I'm I am the biggest fanboy. Like, I you know I I'm right in the alley, <laughs> dude. I they marketed to me. I bought all their stuff for years. I wrote iPhone apps, like, I am in. I am in. What, this is can, gonna be, what can I expect?
2: It's going to be... It, I think this transition for you is going to be rougher than, like, trying to teach my grandparents to change over this kind of thing. Because... <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is for you specifically, Nick, because you've got this philosophy, and we've talked about this a lot with us coding plugins and whatnot. You just have this philosophy of, like, I just want it to work. Why is it being dumb? Just work. And... Everything you do in this transition is going to be oh gosh, I'm... switching over into <laughs> – I mean, a lot of – like, the most frustrating thing – and, Chad, you can correct me on these because I, I am not an expert. But the thing that was most frustrating for me when switching over to the PC is it seems like there's – two layers of everything. They want to hide the real settings behind the simple settings. And it's like, why can't I just switch my microphone? Like, where are the real settings to change my microphone from this one to this one? And when you you click on a button, it's like, oh, here's your simplified settings. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Give me the real settings. As soon as I find the real ones, I'm happy. Right, Uh, yeah, so
0: so that's a product of them trying to ironically be more Apple-esque in a way because it used to be, you know, in the pre-Windows 8 era, the settings were the settings and and you just jumped in and, yeah, they were a little bit technical and weird, but you you got right into them. Um, Then around Windows 8 and they started to, like, introduce more of this, like, um, metro design language, they kind of went down this path of, well, let's just create more, like, simplified easy settings for people to quickly change resolution and whatnot. Um, All of the complex settings are still there under usually advanced tabs and whatnot, but you're right. There is, there is like the, the simple skin and then there's the deep kind of settings that you can get into still. Um, Now there, that's probably, you're absolutely right. That's probably like the biggest hurdle is going to be figuring out all the nuance and weird stuff. That's just kind of, evolved over the past 10 years of the os and coming in at new and not knowing that yeah you can get to the advanced settings if you just click this this or this not knowing that stuff is going to be hard but um you know there's youtube there's ways to figure that stuff out um i I mean yeah i mean chris what else have you run into that's been what's the biggest what give us give, give us like your quick top three Um, things that were hard and then give us three things that were like surprisingly awesome.
2: Uh, well, I I don't want to be too wishy washy on this, but I'm still, I'm splitting my time almost evenly between my Mac, my MacBook retina, uh, and the PC laptop. But where, like, I've oh, I've installed one version of Cinema on here. I've got, like, this streaming thing. Oh, a thing that's a big pain in the butt was trying to get this thing to screen capture and get a resolution to get exported. Like, just finding, like, the application. Uh, because oh, when you're on an Apple, like, it always feels like when you're installing something, it's very real. It's very official. You go to a page, you download, like, the DMG, you drag it into your applications, it's there. And everything on the PC, I'm like, you feel like you're downloading a virus no matter what you download. <laughs> Every time I feel like I'm downloading a virus. EXE, this is, this is going <laughs> to <work. laughs> I've heard stories about this. Like I always feel like when I download an, an EXE, it, uh, I always feel like is, is this a new application or is this like 10 years old? Because like we're, on the Mac, it always feels like these are fresh and crisp and new and up to date. Where on, on this, it's like, oh, like this was probably made for a different OS. Is it going to be compatible? Do I need to update drivers and do something? so many things? So there's a lot of different flavors of, flavors of that that have been potentially uh, frustrating. I haven't had to run into too many of them because I use it for very specific limited things. Okay. Um, All right. So, that's w-
0: so installing programs, what, what else?
2: Um, well, I, of course, the first thing you do whenever you get a new machine is you open up Explorer and you download Chrome. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so that was that was pretty seamless, but. I don't know. It's just little things like in Chrome. Like, there's not a bar up on the top. There's no file menu up there. You have to click on a little tab over here, just little tiny quirks. It takes so long to get used to. But man, Chrome certainly makes it easy to make a transition because it's like your main, it's like your bedroom moved with you. It's like, imagine moving houses. It's like, oh, everything's different, but my bedroom's the same. And that that makes me feel better. Chrome is the same.
0: Like, here's here's what my, like, I'm just going to go off on a real small tangent Um, Chrome, Google they if they made an o s that ran you know like the programs that we run mm. i would i would so be on that yeah i would I would be on that in a heartbeat because they i mean they're they 're kind of picking up where Apple left off, i think where they 're like all right we 're going to create an ecosystem, it doesn 't matter where you are, everything 's going to talk to each other, and your settings are going to be everywhere that you are, but they 're lacking the o s like they don 't have an o s and Microsoft tried to do that with their phone and their whole bullshit ecosystem sorry for the swear but it really is terrible and they are sort of trying to make up for it with the surface studio and all that sort of thing but yes i agree having chrome everywhere you go is phenomenal and that's
1: that that has been helpful like seeing you know we've talked about my google uh awakening and other (laughs) podcasts i think it will be similar to that if i if i go down this windows way which is Reluctantly trying it and seeing some of the positives, but t- even even just listening to Chris trying to install an exe, I'm just reminded of like of uh, that computers are c- computers are still so stupid and so mm. dumb and and so <laughs> I don't confusing. agree with that. Oh
2: well, it, well but Nick's mentality is, is it should it should know what he's well, thinking. Here's what I like when <laughs> I yeah,
1: well, well let me let me clarify because okay. it, it sounds. It sounds like I, I expect I expect a lot from software developers. It's why I it's, it's it's honestly why when we build software we try to make you know stuff for Cinema 4D we try to make it simple and easy, but also still usable for um, people that need the power. That's the reason we love Cinema 4D, right? All the power is there. But also hidden for the new people so that they could come in and just grab some easy things to get started. But when you need it to open up and and you need it, you need the power there that it's hidden, but hidden in a nice way so that you can access it down the road or they don't put it in your face. I don't think it ever needs to be. I've never thought of it as being hidden, but I know what you're I know the the gist gist of what you're saying
2: in your face is correct.
1: it's like it doesn't. It,
0: it can be complex and easy to use if it's a good UI. I mean, right. that's so. The,
1: that so that's that's the scary thing to me, and that was always what Apple represented to me in uh, OS X and iOS is mm-hmm. is giving you, accept, like, if if I click on the Photos app, I don't need to see my executables. And as soon as it, and 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 the operating system for OS X is also going in that direction, which is file systems in general are just are just outdated and 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 clunky and like it's just this old mentality yeah. of like I put a folder in a file in here and it's always going to stay here well listen I don't always I don't need to see my Photoshop documents if I'm in Cinema 4D right so if I'm trying to open up a Cinema 4D file just like a simple idea mm-hmm. and I think that that's what I'm going to really miss if I if I go down this way is like the simplification of the operating system and and only showing things that I need at the time that I need it, and I feel like windows and and it's not just windows it's it's the reason i couldn't get into like Maya showed me everything whether I needed it or not and yeah
0: so from my from like a pc's user's perspective on your system, every time I open up a Mac and I try to install something i'm always Here's my mentality. I'm like, did this really install? Where is it? I have no idea where anything is on this computer. And that bugs me because I'm used to what you said. I'm used to knowing exactly where the files are. I'm used to being able to see where the executable was, where I downloaded it, where the program files put it, where this file ended up. I'm used to knowing where everything is, and there's a huge amount of people that love to know where stuff is on their system. They don't want the system making decisions for them on like, okay, well, you don't need to see this anymore, and you don't need to see that. And the professionals, I think, are a little bit more willing to know these things than the everyday user, um, which is why I think Microsoft put those little but see, I know, disagree. simplifications. I, think,
1: I, I disagree with that. I, I think you you've had that, Experience because you've been in this industry for as long as you have, and you had to know those things. You had to be a computer geek to do your 3D job 20 years ago, 15 years ago, right? right? Like you needed it, and now you don't. Like it it, it can help, and it, it helps if you know more of this hardware, but so many artists now are picking up Cinema 4D because they want to make stuff because right. they want to not because they're computer geeks and not because they care about a video card or or GPUs no, or anything. I, right. So what my and th- and this is why this is frustrating to me is yeah, there's a certain group of people that like the, to geek out and and are into the hardware and that's fine, but the thing that was always fun for me and the, the thing that brought me into this was that you didn't need to know that I could buy an off the shelf Mac, I could buy a Cinema 4D, and I could get an Adobe Cloud subscription and right. not be a computer, not understand how all the pieces fit together, and still be able to make beautiful stuff. And I feel like it might be a step back for a little bit if we go down this Windows platform. I'm kind of, I, I kind of assumed that we were all pushing towards this thing where you know, to use like Steve Steve Jobs' analogy, where you could get in a car and hit the gas pedal and move the steering wheel and go to where you want to go that's how i view a computer i don't care about the oil and the engine and the torque and the that. wheels and I, I could care less and i feel like i need to i feel like if i go back and this is excuse me for my rant if i go <laughs> no, back I if i go to windows <laughs> this is great this is a great podcast <laughs> if i go to windows <laughs> I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to open up the hood and figure all that crap out again, which I'm so not looking forward to. Like, I okay, well, specifically don't got to. in this car to go over to this other state or to this, to like go on a ski trip, not to learn about cars. No, like, yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of artists out there that, and especially younger artists, that are getting into this because they want to make pretty stuff. And they want to make that what they see on Instagram and on TV and on movie titles, and they they could they couldn't care anymore about like uh, hardware and, and e- almost any of this news or what the Surface does. They just want to make this stuff, and that's that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I have agree. the answer. To that.
0: I agree with a lot of what you said. I'm with you on that. Like I, one of the thing there is a huge audience of people that don't want to have to think about the hardware they just want to be able to buy something and start making stuff but i do disagree with you on a few a few points that you made i do think that the younger audiences coming up that are probably now in middle school and 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 coming up they know more about operating in in a computer than any of us did so, the idea that this is somehow going to be difficult for them i don 't think that's necessarily the case. I think that um, I think you're seeing a generation new generations that are so um, used to learning new things the next you know snapchat the next whatever that to them it's not a big deal it 's not a not a huge hurdle to get over. Um, to, if I have to like go to uh, a store and, and like figure out what to get to do 3D. Now here's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to start to see in Apple's absence with the Mac Pro I think you're going to start to see a lot of manufacturers you already have seen this. Nobody's really nailed it yet. Nobody's really made that okay come to my site buy this computer for 3D and you're going to be happy. Nobody's nailed that yet. Like Dell has mm-hmm. a 3D workstation but the website's weird and kind of janky. You got Alienware but you feel like you're gonna get like a case of mountain dew if you buy that and like you know like you just like <laughs> a, you, a bag of doritos with yeah machine. exactly so nobody's now now here's the thing nobody's it can be done like somebody could essentially create a workstation company an offshoot of whatever And make what you're asking for, which is like a place where I can go as a 3D artist where I can say, I want to use Octane. So I need four GPUs and and you give them like the place I bought my machine from. I'm not I don't know that much. You think I know a lot about hardware, but I really don't know a lot about hardware. And I went to a guy and I said, here's what I want to use it for. Here's my budget. What can you do? And he built me a system. And there we go. Um, it really wasn't me, like, sitting there with parts on Amazon trying to figure it out. There are people out there that love to do that. I'm not one well, of those Well, then proof. that's what you
2: do. That That is exactly what you do. Like, even right now, you jump on the Motion Design Slack channel, and then you say, hey, hardware people, what's the best piece of hardware to get? Or you just find that person. Like, that's what I did with my machine. I went up to Casey Hupke, and I said... Yeah, like you're a PC guy. Like, what's the best machine I can get right now? And he always has strong opinions on everything. And whatever he recommended, I was going to get because I didn't want to think about it.
0: Yeah, so for, but uh, but that's uh, what Nick want... needs. Nick needs like if yeah, Nick, if you're going to buy a machine, you should find a place like the place that I found that builds machines and bo- have a relationship with them. That's what you, that's what you're craving. You want to say, Hey, listen, this is what I do for a living. I don't want to think about the hardware. Help me out. There are people out there willing to do that. I think. It would be a fantastic idea if some computer manufacturer out there did that. Yes. And and you 100%. know and was well, and not like skewed towards the, you know,
2: gator not uh, the like uh, the gaming market. The gaming the, the- market. There's not a lot of – when you're buying a Mac, there's not a lot of noise. You go into one page and you can see like, oh, here's like the three machines and I can upgrade that, that, and that. But like there is so much noise looking at PC <laughs> hardware and then there's like compatibility questions. You don't know what's going to work with what and then does, is it going to come on with the OS. There's so many questions. I totally get that and I agree. But the last thing I want to say on on the OS stuff there, Nick, is is I do think that – like yes, it, I, I feel like the Mac, the Mac OS is a lot more streamlined. You know, I, I like it; it's cleaner. But I feel like somebody transitioning—if you were to drop Chad in front of a Mac and then drop you in front of a PC—there's not a huge <laughs> amount of difference between the amount of time it's going to take for Chad to get comfortable and familiar on you know OS 10, as it would take for you to get comfortable and familiar on. On Windows Ten, like they're not that different, and and I think a lot of this is just you're very familiar and comfortable with one, but it doesn't mean it's that much inherently better. I, I do think it's a little better, but it's not that much better. All that right. would that would be interesting. Right. And you know, mm-hmm.
0: here's the thing, dude. Remember, this is just a means to an end. That's this true. Is just well, yeah, but that I guess we're that's getting what out I of our system. system.
1: Is if I if all I had to do was open that machine and and use Cinema 4D and close it, I think I'd be fine like i then got do that. i got coffee i got a wacom and i got an operating system i got files i get it it's all the other pieces it's 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 when it's when something goes wrong that it's not a box full of disparate parts that came from a million different places it when when something goes wrong on a mac you literally are like this happened on this year's mac on on this operating system with this and it's a much more it's a tighter integration it's always been the part that i liked is when things go wrong is really what it like why it happens we have six people and and uh, and we all have computers that we use as a, as grayscale gorilla as a team because the because the pc people that have a pc know enough about it to to fix it themselves but if but if we had a company where they were not computer people we would we would all be using macs for that reason right the the whole idea That you need that you don't need an IT person to run your Macs is is what's freaking me out. Like that's the thing when it goes wrong. Like I'm okay if my bike breaks tomorrow. Like literally, my my shifting broke on my bicycle on the way to work. Biking into work, shifting is broken. You know what's cool? I got the local bike guy, drop it off, he could fix it. And with Mac, I could be my own bike guy. And Mm -hmm. with PC, I can't. And that's what's
0: uh yeah, I mean, because you don't know it, yeah, you you probably it, you know you're not going to be able to troubleshoot as easily. But I think for for somebody like you that you know doesn't want to know the the nitty gritty hardware details, that's the reason why you should find a don't. You're not the person that should go on Amazon and build your own machine. That is not you. <laughs> You need to find a company similar to what I did that you can mm-hmm. call and talk to a person and say, "What's the warranty on this? What if I... What if it breaks? Who do I call?" All the things that make you sleep better at night, like that's the that's the kind of relationship you'll need um, there, and and that's kind of what I tell people that are looking to make that switch. That oh, I don't know how to make parts and like, but I'm like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to build your own from scratch you can if you're into it like more power to you it's fun it's a good way to learn but if it's not your thing you just want to order something and work like i did you find somebody that you trust simple as that just and then once you found a company that you like you make it make sure that you are uh you know buying things from them and they you know they know what you're putting on your system and if they there there's definitely going to be um there's not a there's not a store you can take your machine to that's that that's true there's no genius bar there's no right. um there's none of that um but uh you know if you buy the right machine with the right warranty from the right company then you're fine in fact i think when i was at dk we we had bought um hps which were a bit more expensive than everything else out there. But the reason I always asked like the IT guy, why did you buy these? And he's like, well, we buy them because they have this like level of support where like, if something breaks, they send somebody to your house or to the office and, oh, repla- and replace it same day. And that's guaranteed. Um, so if like, if you're out there and you're like the, the scariness of, of malfunctioning or breaking stuff is like getting in the way, there are things you can do. It's only money. <laughs> just got to pay for it.
1: Well, I, that that I, has always been one of the things in the back of my head, which is that that is partly why you're paying more for Apple stuff is the integration, but also the software, like the support directly. Like mm-hmm. they, oh, totally, you know. And it, if you just buy raw parts, of course it's cheaper. But where where do you go when it breaks, right? So yeah, I you, think, you, you do I, it think I like your mentality of like the local, you know, the bike shop person or like. Where, however, you said yours, like get that local person that you can trust, or even a company. Um, but yeah, I mean, I maybe I'm just being a baby about it, but I uh, I think there there are a lot of artists out there that are not necessarily into this because they're into computers. Um, that might have a like that it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So I'll I'll keep you updated if uh, if I switch, or I might I might just be crying. I might just be crying with like my <laughs> iPhone. At the bar.
0: Well, you know, there's quite a few artists too that'll just have their PC that they're just you know doing mm-hmm. cinema on or whatever, and then they have right off to the side their their MacBook. And
2: that's me right the, now.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a very normal thing for True. a 3D artist to be <laughs> on their 3D workstation doing their thing, and then off to the side is like their whole like little personal
2: Can, laptop. Can we close on uh I didn't actually watch the event. I mean I watched some highlights and read some articles, but uh what is there anything that you guys are kind of excited for you think is neat about anything that Apple talked about in their event.
1: Well, what else was there? It was the touchscreen um, MacBook Pro. Yeah. And then they
2: eliminated the air.
1: No oh I see. No air. I to me, um laptop is always mostly a travel machine for me so i i i still enjoy like the imac and the mac pro and and those things so um i guess it didn't affect me as much
0: not really what about Mm-mm. the adobe announcements
1: we didn't even touch on that
2: we'll have to save it we're already at an hour <laughs> oh my yeah. god
1: and uh i guess uh we should wrap up we should let people know that chad was on another podcast chad you want to Uh, Share where people could find more of Chad talking about, uh, what are we, renderers? If you're not sick of me
0: ranting about stuff uh, already, we do talk a lot about, um, I was on this podcast called uh, Sketch Zone, and it's uh, sketch.zone, and you can go check it out there. Um, it's run by a couple of guys, Charlie and Carlos. Um, they do a fantastic job over there uh, with this podcast. And we just kind of, we talked for a really long time. So it's a pretty long uh, listen. But we, ta- we touch on everything from art to technology, 3D, 2D. Uh, we talk a little bit about these announcements. Um, and kind of have like more of a discussion about, uh what it means to more of like the 2D artists than necessarily the 3D artists even uh in terms of like the impact of the Surface Pro or Surface Studio rather and uh and the likes. And I think we touched a little bit about some Adobe stuff on there too.
1: Sweet. Um, anything else we have coming up? We Probably, obviously but <laughs> we have, uh, those <laughs> this, of you This is a good one. Those of you uh those of you that are looking for the podcast uh on itunes uh the reason we didn't upload last week's and uh this one might be a little bit late on itunes is um we are working on this new website so uh a lot of the tutorials and stuff is kind of easier to to copy over to a new site once it's rolling um but uh the podcast in particular i'm a little anxious that uh, if we post it on the old site transition to the new one that it might not kind of copy over properly um so anyway, that's why that's why this might be a little bit late. If you're on uh, if you're on uh, listening on iTunes, if you are listening on iTunes, thank you for listening on iTunes. Give us a rating. Uh, give us uh, give us some feedback. Good, bad. Tell us to sh- stop talking about. Uh, uh, tell me, tell me, I'm uh, being an old man about this stuff. That's cool. Any, any feedback you have is always good. We also post these on YouTube. If you are listening elsewhere, and um, anything else coming up, we have an Ask GSG this week on Wednesday. Ask GSG. That's 1 o'clock Central Time. Come bring your Cinema 4D questions for Chris, uh, the new site. And, um, man, a lot of big stuff coming up in the next month. I'm really excited to get out there. And, um, man, I would like to hear from you guys real quick before we go. What operating system are you guys running? Um, How are you liking it? And if you've made the transition... Uh, please come comfort me in the comment section. <laughs> um, tell me what you thought about the transition. Say, Nick, stop being a baby. It's not as as bad as you think. Or, uh oh my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever done. I'd love to hear you guys' feedback as well. Uh, anything else before we take off today?
0: No, no, I'm good. Have a great week. Get out there Chad, and vote. You started oh, this yeah. vote, one. You should, vote.
1: You, should, you should. You should end.
0: All right, everybody, thanks for joining us again for another GrayscaleGorilla.com podcast. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, 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 everybody. everybody.